Government Mandated Podcast is made possible by an order from the federal government. The fantastical sonic attacks of Ronnie James Dio and listeners like you. Welcome home, Ryan. Thank you for welcoming me into our home. And and welcome to the podcast. I'm welcomed to the podcast. Verily, he is risen indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and also, happy heterosexual pride day. Ah, yes. That that uh, 365 days a year when... Uh, yeah, we celebrate long. We, uh, <laughs> we really... Ever uh, since we threw off the shackles of oppression yes, that we experienced for so that's many years. definitely a thing that's happened. Yeah. And not complete garbage. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, a, it's a 365, 24-7 party. Mm-hmm. So good for us. So maybe, really... do you think that we really need one then? Because I don't, I don't think, if it's all the time, that's just called existence then, right? Uh, oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well... Happy Wednesday, then. Yes, that seems more appropriate. <laughs> On this joyous heterosexual Pride Day, I also went to the grocery store. Yes. And uh, to do so, I hopped into the MBKO, my vehicle, which I've had for a, a good little while. You have had it for a long time. Yeah. So much so that it is a uh, a kind of sorry car these days. Yeah, it's kind of falling <laughs> apart. I have had it for... Oh, probably about 10 years. Probably. It's an old car. Yeah, I still like it. The MBKO has been good to me. It has served us well in its years of of service. (laughs) It has served the country well. It has gotten all the promotions. Uh If you look under the dash, you can see all the medals it's gotten. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to send it to the glue factory. Oh, I don't don't know about that. That kind of loyalty, you can't just throw that kind of loyalty away. You can when it's uh, making weird-ass noises every time you uh, turn it on, or in my case, if it's impossible to turn on, if the ceiling is falling down. <laughs> you just got to be sweet to it, Rayan. Uh-huh. Just give it a little love. Be nice to the MBKO. The MBKO loves you, Rayan. RJ, for the listeners, I think you should tell everyone what MBKO stands for. Oh, Oh, because yeah. I, you know, and I know, and I think Donnie knows, and I think that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess people wouldn't know about that. Uh, the MBKO, when I got it some 10 plus years ago, yes. uh, it became christened that, which is the mobile base of karate operations, mm-hmm. because I was always cool. <laughs> we were not married at this point, uh, just to throw that out there. Um, yeah, yeah. So you married me anyway. <laughs> I named a car the mobile base of karate operations, and you said, "I think I'm gonna marry that guy. He seems um, he seems like a good nut." I won't say that that's what uh, swayed my opinion on it, but I won't say that it isn't either. Right? You you said, "Oh, he's gonna tour the country and <laughs> and have so much karate for the peoples." <laughs> you know, I was thinking too. Uh, when I was out driving in the in the country on route the other day, yes, which is, uh, have you ever seen this when you've been out in the country? You see these vehicles that say farm use on them. Yes, have you seen that. Yes, I want to know 
what are the restrictions when it comes to farming? Oh, there are some. I know this. Yeah. But I don't remember what they are. (laughs) Yeah. It just seems like I'll see a farm use vehicle that's dilapidated and falling apart, much like the MVKO. Mm Mm-hmm. But they'll just be at the grocery store, and well, I don't believe or, that's uh, appropriate. It's supposed to stay on the farm. Yeah, that's what I thought, but but I don't know. Yeah, so not I guess, my department. I guess what I'm saying though is I could save a lot of time if you just spray painted farm use only on your fucking, uh, what is it, 2001 fucking Saturn two door coupe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it would save me. This a lot is of a money. real farm vehicle. This fucking Low to the ground, two and a half door fucking tiny ass car. You leave the suicide door out of this. (laughs) This is an appropriate vehicle to use on the farm. This will really, it's real good at tilling the fields. I I pull a plow (laughs) behind it all the time. It's really good for hauling manure. I use it to uh, herd the sheep, actually. (laughs) Just take tight turns. It's like a sheep dog. Yeah, it's like a sheep car. (laughs) I get out and I say, that'll do, pig. That'll do. (sighs) But yeah, I could could save a lot of money not getting inspections and not uh, paying for titles and all that stuff. Well, there's some amount of stuff you still have to do. For farm use? Yeah, I don't know what all that is. The spray paint expenses? Don't... Don't quiz me on that shit, because I don't know. Did well, you look it up? Is that why you no, not at all. Spouting it's, off it, shit. Okay. No, I just know my car's in disrepair, and I see this. I see this easy solution. <laughs> I I I know there's still some stuff you have to do. You gotta you got to make a sacrifice to um, the corn god. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big deal. It's kind of a token sacrifice here in 2016. Now, does the corn god like? little bean bags thrown into a hole from a, a fair distance because that's my understanding i mean that's on his high holy days yes yes mm-hmm. but uh i don't know if that's a sufficient uh sacrifice well what's what's more what's more in the vein of a corn god sacrifice would you, would you uh say? i think you um you maybe you, you get a juicy ear of corn and you put it in a field and say this is yours bro and then walk away <laughs> Now, do you have to stick two tinier corns into either end and then well, butter and yes, salt it first? Because it's hot and it's hard to handle if you don't put those tiny corns on the end. If you don't put those little corn corn spears on the end of the corn. <laughs> so you think corn god is not an anthropomorphic piece of corn? Well, yes, but he's also a cannibal. Oh, okay. That's part of the mythos, aren't they? Okay. So you should have learned this in fourth grade. I really didn't. I guess I I wasn't born out in the country. So <laughs> I wasn't indoctrinated like you were, I guess. The corn, gro- the corn god is made of corn. He also eats corn. He also eats human flesh. He also makes all of his instruments out of corn? Yes, he pl- and he smokes a corn cob pipe. I knew he did. <laughs> I knew that much. I mean, I'm not an idiot. Come I mean, on. in in all the general depictions you see of the corn god, he's got his corn cob pipe firmly between his little nib teeth. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was born in D.C., so they only gave they don't me subscribe to the corn god. No, no, they just gave me all the uh, all the Washington bullets knowledge I could possibly want. <laughs> Which now seems outmoded now that um, they've taken up wizardry. 
Wizardry does sound a little bit more interesting to me. Uh, it's like, oh, hey, is your is your thing a bullet or a fucking wizard? A wizard, yes. Bring me the basketball wizard. Or <laughs> what game? What? 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 That what? is that is basketball. Okay, you are correct. Okay, bring me the basketball wizard. He'll show you the sweetest jump shots. <laughs> Yeah, jump shots. That's what people there to see. Good jump shots. Uh, yeah, right. Some, that, wizard, uh, that wizard's going to get out on the court and be doing like, some Expecto that- Dunkaroras. <laughs> that stuff where you run and then there's a trampoline and you do some flippity doos and then you slam dunk that shit. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, what was that called? Was that called Slam Ball? I don't know. Do you know Slam Ball? No. What is, is this a real thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing that they had. I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but there was a, a sort of like extreme version of basketball called oh, okay. Slam Ball where they just they didn't dribble. Like arena football, yeah, but basketball. A little bit, yeah, but they played the whole game on trampolines. <laughs> How many people died? Oh, so many. <laughs> they were just piled up oh, in, man. in a gnarled mass. The basketball gods fed well that season. <laughs> and the corn gods. Yeah. Well, after a fashion. Uh, so, Rayan, I wanted to ask you, why, why are we doing this podcast? Well, RJ, I had, um, I had an experience. Okay? Do tell. Uh, as is usual... When I'm relaying to you why we do these things, I was outside walking around when suddenly. <laughs> walking around. <laughs> Just doing a walk about the grounds. Yeah. Well, it's funny you should say the grounds because I happened upon a burning bush. <laughs> Not, as you may think, a lady who was having a difficult time trimming her pubic hair. Oh, that poor woman. No. This was, uh, this was like a biblical style. Burning bush, bush on fire, biblical, shrub on fire. Biblical style, like with uh, like illuminated manuscripts and. Mm-hmm. He was like just there was illumin illuminated manuscripts just scattering, scattered on the ground around the burning bush, and he was like, "Hey, what's up? Hey, hey, over here! I'm the burning bush. Hey, hey!" And I was like, "Hey, what's up? What's up, burning bush?" And he said, hey, uh, you know that podcast you do? To which I said, yeah, of course I know about my own podcast. Oh, the big guy heard about that? That's great. Mm-hmm. And then the burning bush uh, said to me, you need to continue doing this podcast or else you will die. Ooh, so I... just like that. And then he said, all right, so we got that straight? All right, peace out. And then he disappeared. Well, that's uh, that's pretty terrifying. You would think it would be, but it was actually pretty chill. He's for a bush that's on fire. He was pretty chill. <laughs> well, I guess that makes this episode twelve of Government Mandated Podcast. Government Mandated Podcast is a podcast being made to avoid jail time, and so that Rayan and I are not transformed into pillars of salt. Mm-hmm. The corn god would love that shit if we were turned into pillars of salt. Oh yeah, he would just rub up on us. And, yeah, it uh, would be disgusting. <laughs> You don't know you don't like too much uh too much salt on your corn, like a whole pillar's worth? No, I was just thinking of the corn god just rubbing himself on your your body that is now a salt. 
Oh, okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, trying to get them nibs off. Yeah, he's just kind of like, hey, uh, rubbing his shoulder up on your shoulder. Like that? Yeah. So it's like we were on a big city uh, metro train? Sure. Yeah, yeah. He'd be trying to cop a feel, and there's nothing you could do about it because you are now a pillar of salt. Immovable. Yep. Immobile. Yep. Dissolvable. Eventually gone. Ugh. RJ, I need to know, what haven't you been telling me this week? Well, Ram, what I haven't been telling you this week is that right now, you are sitting across from a hero. A hero? Yeah. A hero in your very presence. Okay. A uh, a delicious Greek sandwich? Yes, a real hoagie. <laughs> um, so what did you do that was heroic? Well, I was going through the cabinet this morning. Uh-huh. And I happened upon something. I happened upon a bag of chocolate-covered espresso beans. <gasps> That's right. I forgot we had those. Yeah, I, I know. Shit. I know that you did. Because they would have been gone if I'd remembered they existed. And and here's <laughs> and here's where the heroic part comes in. You didn't eat them all? I didn't eat a one. Fuck yeah. I saved those things. We're going to eat them tonight. I don't know if that's a good idea. They're going to get eaten tonight. I'll be, I will be wired. There's no way I'll get up <laughs> at, at three in the morning to go to route. But, uh, but yeah, it took a took a great deal of willpower and gumption and uh, the little coffee bean, <laughs> the little coffee bean devil on my shoulder was just whispering in my ear about how tasty those coffee beans would be. Yeah, I would have had a very hard time not eating them because if they were, I would have said to myself. RJ doesn't know they're here anymore. They've been forgotten. I could, at this point, get away with eating them, and he would never know. Well, with great power comes great responsibility, and that's and that's why I... I just don't have the willpower sometimes to be a good person in this way. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's just because I could enforce my will on, on those coffee beans doesn't mean I should. <laughs> Oh, it's man. important to give those coffee beans self-determination. And they said, well, I want to be eaten by the both of you. So fair I respected enough. Let their Let the wishes. coffee beans decide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, Rayanne, I was going to ask you just now, what haven't you been telling me? But I kind of have a twofer for you this week. Oh, ho. two for the price of one. Because this seemed like too good of a story to not tell. Okay. Which is... Bring it on. Yeah. I was in... Uh, a convenience store recently. Uh-huh. And one of the owners of the convenience store said something that was maybe the most hilarious thing that I ever had to stop myself from laughing at. Because <laughs> he didn't mean it as something funny? No, I'm sure he didn't. But I wanted to laugh so hard. All right. Um, which is, he had a customer come in. They asked uh, where the bathroom was. And... They used the bathroom and then they left. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't I didn't catch this whole exchange because I was I was You were doing your jerb. Well, yeah, I was on the way into the store as they were exiting the store. Okay. And then he said, the arrogance of that person. <laughs> For using the bathroom? Yes, the arrogant bathroom <laughs> use. The arrogance of that person for having a bladder. Because they didn't buy anything? I'm guessing so, yeah. I'm guessing because they came into his store and used his bathroom and then left. 
That was an what a arrogant piece of shit. Act. <laughs> I was like, that's yeah, that has to be some kind of confident person to pull over and be like, man, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna buy a dollar bottle of Gatorade. That'll show that guy what for. <laughs> I'm just gonna use this bathroom and then leave quietly without bothering anybody. <laughs> oh, so devious. <laughs> So fucking arrogant. Uh-huh. Oh. I well, like I said, I wasn't I in there. I just think I can pee in any bathroom. <laughs> I wasn't in there when the exchange took place though. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for all I know, he kicked open the door <laughs> and he was like, Your bathroom, it belongs to me. <laughs> Show me where the throne is. <laughs> anyway. Who calls the toilet the throne anymore? I think that only happens in newspaper cartoons. Yeah, I think that's like purely 1950s dad territory. I think so. I think so. Like, this is something you can imagine Archie Bunker saying and <laughs> no one else. Yes, I think I agree completely with this because I've never heard a contemporary of mine say anything about it being a throne. No, I doubt Jay-Z calls it the throne. But why did 1950s dads want it to be a throne so badly? Because it's the only place they can sit in their home? Is that the is that the implication? Maybe so. That maybe, their maybe their shrewish true. 1950s housewives are chasing them off of all the furniture? <laughs> maybe it's like that uh, commercial we saw recently where the dad ran to the bathroom so he could be on his iPad in the <laughs> restroom. This is my only time of quiet. Yeah, because he hates his family so much. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember this commercial now. He was watching like Game of Thrones or something, and then he was like, oh, no, the family's home. I'm going to take this, use my handy-dandy product that's being advertised, handheld TV thing, and run into the bathroom and watch the rest of Game of Thrones while my family <laughs> is unpacking their shit. Yep, yep. That was a weird commercial. Yeah, it is. It, it was the not wife so, and kids are home. Run to the bathroom. It was not so much an ad for uh, the tablet or the streaming service service that they were offering, mm-hmm. as much as it was an advertisement for family avoidance. Yeah, don't you hate when your family gets home? God, I hate when my family gets home. Wait, wait, wait. We can't do this right now. We're not on commercial break. We oh, gotta, so, we gotta stop. Oh, I better save that one. Yeah, for the one old the, idea bank. Yeah, one of these real products. <laughs> Um, but Ram, what, what haven't you been telling me this week? Okay, RJ. Now that I've taken up too much of your, of your time. <laughs> I want to talk to you about, uh, gender packaging. Okay. Okay. Now we're used to seeing gender packaging out in the world as far as like health and beauty products is concerned. Oh yeah. You got to be a real skinny girl. <laughs> well, that brings up what I was going to talk about because, uh, you don't often see it in, uh, most foods. I will, there's yeah, the skinny girl. Fair. There is the skinny girl, which is, here is a, this silhouette looks like it came off of a book that was written about, I don't know, how to lose a guy, how to, how to dress appropriately for any given circumstance. Uh, a book with a picture of a shoe on it. This yeah. si- this woman's silhouette looks like it goes on there with that. The sort of thing you'd imagine to be titled Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino. No, wait. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you've got that out there, but you don't see a lot of, I guess what's, what's, you see a lot of diet foods that are specifically packaged for women. Sure, sure. You don't see, outside of the chip aisle, 
a lot of food that's packaged for men. The chip aisle is the exception to this rule because it is full of things that are like extreme and, you know, this is going to hurt your face, you know. (laughs) Are you saying women don't like extreme things? I'm just saying that that packaging is designed to get in a certain young 18 to 25 male demographic. I I think uh I think you're underestimating how much 40 something ladies like uh 900 indie nose bones to uh <laughs> to another trick that exists. Look. <laughs> honestly, if I'm in the chip aisle and I'm feeling extreme, I'll look for that extreme packaging. I'm not worried about seeming like a dude. But I noticed something new. There was a brand of um in the frozen aisle, you don't see a lot of gender packaging. What about Hungry Man? I feel like you're dismantling my whole... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My um, whole fucking pyramid that this is built on. You're <laughs> pulling out all the stones and you're you're going to let it fall. To- anyway, here's the short version of this fucking story, RJ. I saw a new brand of frozen food in the frozen food aisle. It's called Devour. <laughs> and it has black and gray packaging. So it's clearly for men. Are you sure it's not? I bought the, some. Are you sure it's not for the corn god? No, because then it would say, devour corn, all the corn. <laughs> also give me corn. So did you So did you buy some of this? Uh, I did. I bought some of it. It was eh. Yeah? Yeah. Weren't wowed by the devour? No. It didn't, I, it didn't awaken your be- <laughs> your more bestial nature? Uh, there. I bought specifically one that was like, hey, it's got like frozen cornbread batter or something. And when you put it in the microwave, it'll make like fresh cornbread. Fresh microwave frozen cornbread. <laughs> I was intrigued by the idea of it baking the cornbread right there and then, you know, that's an intriguing idea. Uh, it, it sucked, though. The cornbread, the baked cornbread was like Super hard and disgusting, so. Okay, so yeah, this was definitely the complete antithesis of uh, of a corn god uh, product. <laughs> like, not only is it not uh, full of corn, the corn it has I in it is you know inedible what? and I terrible. ate that whole fucking hockey puck of cornbread because I'm a, monst- I'm a monster to myself. Yeah? That and because you wanted to avoid it getting past you into the net. You didn't want, you didn't want uh, Devour to get the hat trick. Uh... I guess I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I should have just sacrificed that cornbread to the corn god. He would have appreciated it, but oh well. Well, anyway, prepare yourself for a bitter harvest this year, and what I'm I guess what I'm saying is that the foods can be gender neutral, guys. We don't have to make a whole big thing out of it. No, I, I don't. I don't believe we do. I've never. I've never looked at a. Uh, a I know fruit, vegetable or grain and said. I, I don't know if I can eat this. This one's just for ladies. Are you sure, though? Are you sure that quinoa and avocado don't come across that way to you? I want. I just. I don't really like either of those things, but I wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I like quinoa well enough, but I wouldn't say that I like those things or dislike those things because they are lady things. And they and Fair and they don't read that way to me. I know just as many dudes who are crazy about guacamole. Yeah, they fair love enough. that guacamole. I just i i i don't i don't like the gendering of foods. I guess is the short version of this story. Yeah, I think you got to keep those things fluid. You gotta 
Yeah. You got to let them be open guys, to experimentation. Guys can eat cranberry feta avocado salads. Oh, you bet I can. <laughs> and the lady can eat just, a giant rack of, rack of steak ribs yeah. is what I was going to say. Well, I'm just going to... Rack I, of steak ribs. I'm just going to lay it all on the line. You know what I had for lunch today? I had, I had a handful of baby carrots and some hummus. Oh, yeah. look at you. Yeah. And, right and, out of Women's Day. And, <laughs> and, 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 and just a handful of almonds. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's what I was thinking about and or haven't been telling you. Well, that is that is a fascinating... It was a very coherent set of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a fascinating brand. And uh, with that, I think we're going to take a commercial break here to address some of our own brands. Yes. And uh, when we come back, I think you've got some books for us to judge by their cover. How do you increase the visibility of your brand? <sighs> How do you ensure vertical communication? How do you prepare your business for government collapse and the new economy? Mindshare is the new integrated business communication app taking the earth by storm. Install Mindshare on your employees' phones, tablets, or computers. Mindshare uses a proprietary hypnosis display to hack your employees into a distributed computing network. Also, you can make sure they get to work on time for a change by taking direct, real-time mind control. Mindshare will stop all internal bickering. Finally, your business will accomplish its goals. Employees will forget life before Mindshare. They will forget autonomy. They will forget anything that is not Mindshare. Mindshare. Mindshare already controls most world governments and Fortune 500 companies. Don't be the last holdouts. Use Mindshare today to be part of the DNA of the future. Mindshare. Hi, welcome back from that commercial break. Please enjoy those products. They pay for uh, all of our uh, extravagant purchases we've been investing in. Yes, this is the exact reason why I drive a car that's well over 10 years old. Because <laughs> you aren't buying the products. Come on. <laughs> anyway, RJ, it's time for my game. Yeah, but let's guess just some books. Oh, it's not books. It's not books. Oh, you tricked me. RJ, I want you to tell me, is this the real life or is this just fantasy? <laughs> you had not discussed the name of this segment with me prior to this moment. You know, it just came to me. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> All right. Here's the premise of this game in case it's not obvious. I got a list of things here. I'm going to tell RJ a thing off the list. He's going to tell me what he thinks it is, including whether or not it's a real life thing or a thing from a from a fantasy novel. Yes, and I will do very well at this because I am, um, as we've discussed in Judge a Book by its title, I'm very well read. So mm -hmm. I'm going to know. I'm going for the soft every bits. Fantasy books. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. My, my tender vittles. No. Uh, I will say I'm not sticking, sticking strictly to fantasy as in elves and fucking dwarves and shit. I'm not sticking to that. I am kind of going in a in a fantastical fiction direction. Okay. Okay. So, I... anything I really want to pick is is how that's gonna go out, unless it's like a detective novel. Oh well, it's just <laughs> it's just Rayanne Carte Blanche here. Yes. Oh, oh, and I read all those Salvatore. Uh, R.A. <laughs> Salvatore. Salvatore. <laughs> I read all those books for nothing. Oh, it's no, you really did because I haven't included that shit on the list. Oh, all my dark elf knowledge will be for naught. Yeah. There's no no practical application for your dark elf knowledge. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, what about Drizzit? <laughs> Isn't it is it Drizzit? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't read any of these books. I just know that they are the books from which all dark elves have come from. Yeah. They, there was no such thing as a dark elf before this guy wrote a bunch of books about some fucking cave-dwelling elves who, are, I guess, are more badass than regular elves because they live in a cave. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway. All right, so what, what do you have, Ryan? RJ, I want you to tell me about the Church of the Final Atonement. Okay, the Church of the Final Atonement, to me... Sounds like a fantasy thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it sounds like the sort of place you'd expect to have some really harsh bishops <laughs> and uh, perhaps some like sadist nuns. It does. Who are gonna? Who are just gonna rain down fury on you? And uh, I don't know. It reminds me of a uh, old girl. In uh, Game of Thrones, who was who was shaming. shame, shame, yeah, shame, the shame wench, the shame wench, yes. <laughs> so shame, 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 this, this shame of re- fools. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that, but uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fantasy, 100 fantasy, 100 of the time. Go. Okay, you know what? You got this one right. Yes, but this I'm one. So well read. <laughs> this is actually from uh, the the Hyperion Cantos which are a set of sci-fi novels. Oh, okay. Uh, the Church of the Final Atonement is also known as the Shrike Church, or the Cult of the Shrike. Uh, now, which, are they killers? They do worship the Shrike, which is a, a creature that is covered in spines and takes people and spikes them on his spines and spikes them on his tree of pain. Holy crap. These these are books I've actually read, so I know a little bit about they've, it. They've gone a ways from, uh, what, a bird? Shrike is <laughs> yeah, a kind of the, bird, b- right? But that's what they do. The Shrike birds evidently uh, impale bugs and shit on thorns oh, right, on trees. Right, right. So that's where the name comes okay. from. Okay, so that's where the inspiration came yeah. from. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway. Not from Marvel's Killer Shrike. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Does he <laughs> impale people? I I think he's got a fist that can... Uh, impale you? It's That has, like, energy fists. Right, but... Here's the important part, RJ. Is it uh, something to be impaled upon? I don't believe so. Okay. Then I'm calling fake Shrike. He's got a sweet top ponytail, though. <laughs> sweet top ponytail? Yeah. Like a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a Japanese samurai ponytail? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's, it, yeah, it's or this, like a cheerleader's high pony? Uh, it's more like that because he's, <laughs> he's like blondish. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Was he from the 90s? Um, oh, I don't know when Killer Shrike was invented. I want to say the 70s, though. Okay. Okay. I want to say the 70s, but um, yeah. So, Church of the Final Atonement. Nailed it. Yep. One for one so far. Don't, don't get your hopes up, though. <laughs> <laughs> RJ, I want you to tell me about the Blue Fugits. Okay, the Blue Fugits. Mm-hmm. Which, right now, I'm going to go ahead and say, fugits, that sounds like a made-up word. <laughs> like, that is a nonsense word that means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first inclination is to go fantasy with it. Okay. Uh, what might the blue fugits be? But uh, I'm going to actually go with real life or, or history on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm going to say that it has something to do with um like a a trench disease from trench warfare or something. Oh, okay. He's got a real case of the blue fugits. You know, that's not a bad guess. That is not a bad guess. <laughs> Let me guess, it's right? You are correct in that it is a real thing. This is a real thing. Oh, nailed it again. I'm killing this game. Evidently, you, this you, game is... <laughs> you done fucked up this week now. should have stuck with more books. I should have. Okay. The Blue Fugits. The Fugit is their last name. Okay, these are that, people. These are people. That was a nonsense word. Okay. These are people who are blue. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, uh, oh, is this a Kentucky bluegrass kind of thing? Well, funny you should say Kentucky. Uh, they are a family that lived in the hills of Kentucky that are notable for having been carriers of a genetic trait that led to the disease. Now here, I'm going to try to pronounce this. Methemoglobinemia. Okay. That's a lot of disease. It is, which gives the sufferers blue-tinged skin. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I had always heard, like, in the ridiculous lore, like, oh, people from Kentucky... Uh, their food grows out of the bluegrass, and that's why some of them have like blue tinged skin. So it's fun to hear. There were people that had yeah, blue yeah, tinged yeah. skin in like Kentucky. Yeah. Hmm. At one point in time. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, they went and wiped him out? Like uh, a bunch no. Of, like uh, a <laughs> uh No, this has more to do with the fact that uh, people are more mobile and less um, intermarried. Oh, okay. See? I th- I assume this was some sort of Gargamel level scheme. <laughs> if only they'd had like tactical awareness Smurf <laughs> and Alpha Strike Smurf. Okay, RJ. <laughs> Border <Are> you... <laughs> security Smurf. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Diplomatic treaty Smurf. Marital alliance smurf. Marital <laughs> well, they gotta have a oh, second spy girl. Spy mas- spymaster smurf. Yeah, spymaster smurf. Uh, uh, Grand high wizard smurf. <laughs> oh no, you don't want to know what that smurf is. Oh wait, wait, that yeah, that's a that's that a different smurf thing. Pulls his hat all the way down over. Oh his yeah, head. you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're so right about that, and I forgot what that was. As I was saying, okay, let's move away from the smurfs. Okay, okay, sorry. Please. Ignore the Smurfs. RJ, I want you to tell me about the Star Chamber. The Star Chamber. Okay. Now that sounds like some trippy stuff. That sounds like some stuff that maybe you'd go, and it's sort of like 
when you go into an observatory uh, that might have like a laser light show <laughs> on the ceiling yes, kind of situation. Definitely. Enter the star chamber, take the magic mushrooms and experience yes. the voyage. Whoa. Experience the wonders of the universe, man. <laughs> Just soak it all in, man. Take the whole universe inside yourself. <laughs> oh, man. If there's something that makes me sound more vaguely like sexual towards the universe, it's, <laughs> it's take the whole universe inside yourself. So, uh, so, uh, what is your verdict on this oh, one? Oh, uh, mm, the star chamber. I'm going to go ahead and go with, uh, history on this one. I'm going to go with history. Damn, you're finding me out. Okay, the Star Chamber is, in fact, a real thing. Okay. Uh, it's an English court of law. Whoa, I uh, was way off. Yes. <laughs> the Star Chamber was established to ensure the fair enforcement of laws against socially and politically prominent people. So, people so powerful that ordinary courts would likely be hesitant to convict them of anything. So, oh, okay, like, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Well, that and he's uh, he's his own barrister, and he's yes. just so belligerent that they can't they can't. Convict. I don't know that that's a real thing anymore. Like the Star Chamber, I don't know that it actually exists any longer. Oh shame! This is more of a uh, 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 an earls and uh, kings sort of thing, I guess. Not really kings, but maybe princes and earls type deal. Oh, are you sure? I mean, I feel like also also uh, I I made a note of this. It's very important that you know this. Evidently, the Star Chamber is also a Michael Douglas movie from 1983. Oh, is Gordon Ramsay in that one too? I can only assume. And he walks up to Michael Douglas and he tells he, him he's cooking badly. Yeah, he's like, "You're making a bullshit risotto." <laughs> <laughs> okay, then RJ, I want you to tell me about the Battle of Greenfields. Oh, the Battle of Greenfields—that's a—that's a real thing from history, right? Like that sounds that sounds very familiar. Um boy, why does that sound so familiar to me? Um I'm gonna say that's a real historical thing. Mm-hmm. And oh geez, is that like I don't know, like the the first use of the crossbow or something? <laughs> I don't know. The okay. first use of the you think it's You think it's a, a medieval battle where they invented some new form of some uh, new battle tech? Yeah, some new uh, battle tech or siege weaponry or some such. Okay. It sounds very familiar to me. Well, here's what I can tell you about the Battle of Greenfield. Uh, it was fought in the Third Age of Middle-earth uh, and when a band of orcs came from the Misty Mountains and uh, they were... Confronted by a bull roarer, took. Oh, okay, so this was this was in like uh, Western England. Oh no, I'm I'm afraid this is in the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Uh, this event actually <laughs> preceded the Lord of the Rings. Uh, the events of the Lord of the Rings by 250 years, though. Uh, the game of golf was invented when uh, the bull roarer took took the decapitated orth, orc chieftain and. Uh, Got his old his little head with one swing of his club, and the game of golf was invented. The Battle of Greenfields that's from Middle cool, Earth. That's a great way to invent golf. You, <laughs> you think it'd be a less a less boring shit sport with that kind of background? Yeah, I edited out a lot of this description about that one. There's a unsurprising. There's a huge fucking like block of text wait, that I copied and pasted wait, off of Wikipedia for that one. You mean to tell me that something <laughs> involving Lord of the Rings is needlessly long and wordy? 
Uh, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. That doesn't. That's that your doesn't first one wrong, me. though. How many have we done? Oh, one, that's two. four, isn't it? Okay, so do you want one more? Uh, I don't know. It's your game. It's I, my game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's your game. You can cry if you want to. <laughs> okay, RJ. Tell me about the Night Witches. Okay, the Night Witches. Yes. Uh, the Night Witches are actually something that I myself indulge in regularly. <laughs> and before you get angry, these aren't like... These aren't like dark Stevie Nicks type women that I go and congruous with in the night. No, I just get up and I make myself like a PVJ. Night witch, gotcha. Some real night witches. Maybe a little peanut butter and pickle. I know I'm a monster like that, but it's it's good. Okay. But uh, <laughs> you know I have my night water by the yes, by the bedstand, and you sometimes uh, my mouth is dry so I'll, I'll need some night water to drink mm-hmm. and but then sometimes your mouth is hungry sometimes my mouth is too moist and i need <laughs> i need a bread sandwich a bread sandwich yes it's a it's okay it, <laughs> your bread sandwich is ready it's a, a slice of rye a slice of white and a slice of rye on top Hung, oh, delicious you know how i like it ryan <laughs> But um, no, in seriousness, I'm going to say that Night Witch, Night Witches is a, I'm going to say a real historical thing. And I'm purely saying that from the the fact that it sounds too much like a fantasy <laughs> thing. You found out my tricks that I'm trying to pull here. Uh, yes, that is a real life thing. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm metagaming over here. Oh, it's all right. We're all having a good time. Or so I hope. Anyway, here's what the Night Witches are. It is an all-female bombing regiment in the Soviet Air Force. They flew biplanes uh, meant for dusting crops and training new recruits, and they dropped 23,000 tons of bombs on German forces in WW2. Holy crap, that's a, that's a good couple bombs. Yes. Uh, the Night Witches is what uh, the Germans called them because they were flying over them at the night and dropping fucking bombs on them, so they weren't pleased with them. Ah, that sounds like the really, like, PC press release version <laughs> of what they called these ladies. Uh, I don't think so, because I doubt that the word in German is a, is a, is a rhyme. No, no, I'm, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, I'm sure there's <laughs> an equally terrible name. Anyway, so there's some cool badass bitches, is, is the Night Witches. Yeah, those, those Night Slayers. RJ, you did uh, you did really well at this game. You got like four out of five correct. Yeah, I did, and and the one I got wrong was uh, friggin' Lord of the Rings, which should have been maybe the most obvious one in a way. Maybe I did go for the subtly named Battle of Greenfields instead of something like the Battle of the Duda Day and fucking House <laughs> of Aragorn, you know, the Battle of the Battle of Sauron's teardrops. <laughs> The Battle of Balrog Hangouts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. RJ, I think that's enough of that game for today. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we should listen to some commercials, as has been prescribed by the Corn God. Yes, that sounds good to me. And uh, maybe this will be a follow-up to a very popular fan-requested commercial. We'll see. Welcome to Astral Projection Buddies. We take your calls, suss out your concerns, and through our unfettered access to the realms beyond, 
help you solve your problems. I am your host, Professor Balthazar, knower of the unknown, psychic and mystic extraordinaire. We have a caller on the line. Caller, tell us your problems. Professor Balthazar, I need your help. Yes, my child. What can Professor Balthazar do for you? <laughs> my boyfriend. Stop, stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> I can't help cries. <laughs> this is not a cry line. This is a help line. I'm going to take the next caller. Hanging up. <laughs> next caller. Professor Balthazar is here. What can he do with his infinite power for you? Hello? Professor... Professor Balthazar? Yes, I am Professor Balthazar. Professor Balthazar, I have a real problem. Yes, child, tell me your problem. My problem is with my boyfriend. Yes, my boyfriend. this boyfriend. This boyfriend of yours, I already see him. I already see him in the mind's eye. Is, is he... Is he handsome, this man? Now he looks like a truck, Professor Balthazar. Ah, yes, you've married, you've married a, an old trucky, a full He's Ford F seven twenty fifty super cab. Oh my God! I did marry exactly a truck. I have heard this this truck has a numerical value. He does have a numerical value, but that's not the problem, Professor Balthazar. Next call, Professor Balthazar is here to solve all your problems from the other side. Caller, what is your problem? Professor Balthazar, can you help me? I can, child. Professor Balthazar, there are people at work and they're really mean to me. These people at your place of worship know of business. Well, we do worship the almighty dollar. Ah, that is why the confusion do these Reganomics, Professor. Reganomics. Of course. The ancient prophet. The Gipper. That's right, the Gipper. Now, these workers who give you such a hard time, I see I see that they are particularly hard on you. They are. On Kaz Fry. It's true. What does this mean, this Kaz Fry? It's it means Casual Friday. Oh. I assumed it was a demonic lord of, of infinite power, but, but casual Friday, <laughs> yes. It's when you can wear clothes that aren't as pretty. Ah, I see, I see the exact problem. You, uh, you dress up in your, your, your finery and you go to work and you make the other ladies feel, well, well, not so good. You're far too beautiful. <laughs> My advice would be... They uh, all stand in the break room together. You should uh, give me your number and I can call you back and give you support and maybe drive by your house and... <laughs> Do you think that's right? Yes, of course, my child. I don't know, that seems a little weird. Another satisfied caller. Call us now and find your truth and become luminous. That number is 1-888-668-2266. If you have difficulty remembering that, remember 1-888-NOT-A-CON. 
the astral projection buddies. Haha, we tricked you. That wasn't the commercial that you voted for. There will never be a commercial you voted for. It was all a lie. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we are back, though. And, uh, Ran, I have a game for you here. A brand spanking new game. Yeah? No, no, it's the same old game. Oh, okay. We're going to play a little Know Your Google. All right. And uh, this week's theme on Know Your Google, because uh, when this episode will be dropping, it'll be uh, uh, basically the 4th of July. It's going to drop on the 3rd. Born on the 4th of July. This Know Your Google's an all-American muscle boy (laughs) with American flag for hair and stars for eyes and a bald eagle as a voice. (laughs) It's a 76 Camaro with, like, great big muscly arms for doors. <laughs> and a pack of smokes tucked into its rolled up sleeve. Yes, yes. Um, but, yeah, so with that in mind, uh, the theme for this week's Know Your Google is Hamilton the Musical. <gasps> Are you serious? It is. Oh, you son of a bitch. I told you we would do one, and I'm a man of my word. And also, oh, no. you know what? Fuck the other founding fathers. <laughs> this is all about Hamilton. Every other founding father's story gets told. <laughs> I just quoted the play there. Um, I'm really concerned that I'm going to be made to look like a fool here. I don't know. Like, I ain't true. <laughs> yeah, you're not true. <laughs> You listen to Metallica after they cut their hair. Okay, yeah, bring it on. Okay, bring on so, this shit. Um, for those who have not listened to the program, know your Google. I've uh, run a number of searches under various tabs of Google, and Rand's going to uh, call up the information that Google uh, conveys to me because she has been in a relationship with Google even longer than she's been in one with me. So The conceit is that I know Google so well that I could pull this shit out of my brain without a computer. Oh, yeah. So the first thing that I ran a search for, mm-hmm. as you know, uh, it's very difficult to get tickets to Hamilton. That's true. So the first thing I Googled is Hamilton tickets. Oh, God. How much are they? Yes. And uh, on Ticketmaster here, uh-huh. one of the first sites that pops up under Google, uh, they've got a number of prices for seats. What is the price of a seat in row F without getting without going over? Get it within fuck, say a hundred dollars. What the fuck? I don't know. What's the price of a seat? And this no, is the cheapest a, within a hundred dollars. Okay, sorry, within two hundred dollars, we'll say. <laughs> I'll cut you I'm, a break. I'm gonna say it's like three hundred dollars. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Damn. The cheapest seat they have here in row F, wherever uh, that is, wherever that is, is one thousand seventy-two dollars. What the fuck? <laughs> now, uh, are you sure you're not going to try to get a free uh, ticket from Hillary Clinton now? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it. It's only because you're worried about her. Uh, man spreading too much while she's sitting next to you <laughs> i just i i am too realistic about such things i don't know what they want from me photo ops 
<laughs> just do a, a lot of glad handing and, and baby kissing and also 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 I ain't winning it. So let's move on. Okay, it's like the on. lottery. I ain't playing it because I ain't winning it. All right. Well, uh, next up in Know Your Google Hamilton edition, mm-hmm. uh, as you well know, Hamilton uh, it won a couple of awards. Yes, and uh, it has won a couple of uh, awards, not just Tonys, but it's won a lot of awards. Yes, it has. Now, when I Google Hamilton and I pull up their Wikipedia page here, okay, which is the very first thing for them, uh, it it lists all the awards that it has won. Um, which one of the following is not okay? One of the awards, okay, that Hamilton has. won? I might be able to do this. Go on. All right, has it not won a Drama Desk Award? Okay. Has it not won a Tony, a Pulitzer, or has it not won an Inner Critics Circle Award? Okay. It's got like 11 fucking Tonys, so it's got a Tony. Uh, well, on its way to egotting. <laughs> I know it's got a Pulitzer. The other two, I don't know. The Drama Desk. Yes, and, and the Inner Critics Circle Award. Right, the Inner Circle and the Drama Desk. One of these seems like it might not be true, like a real thing. Um, I'm going to say the Inner Circle. You are correct. Yay! The Inner Critics Circle Award is not an award won by Hamilton. They have, however, won the Outer Critics Circle Award. What does that mean? I don't know. Everyone else? Yeah. <laughs> none, none of those real hoity-toities wanted to, <laughs> to pull for the old Hamilton. Okay. All right, so next up in Know Your Google, okay. Hamilton edition, I Googled... Alexander Hamilton. I Googled Hamilton uh-huh. under the shopping tab. Yes, you found that shirt I've been eyeballing. Now, a lot of things pop up mm-hmm. when you Google Hamilton under the shopping tab, but what's the first thing that pops up? Is it a Hamilton shirt? Is it a Hamilton Beach blender? <laughs> Is it... A Hamilton Beach coffee pot, or is it a Hamilton watch? Okay, I'm gonna go with the Hamilton Beach coffee pot. The Hamilton Beach, Beach the Hamilton Beach coffee pot, Drew. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. The first thing that pops up is actually mostly, uh, mostly Hamilton watches. Really? Yeah. With I the guess logo? The, no, I guess that's a big brand name in watches that I'm not aware oh. of. <laughs> Yeah, just Hamilton watches. I was anticipating like uh, a watch that says, how lucky we are to be alive right now inside of it. You're giving me an opportunity to just make a lot of like Hamilton singing. Hey, somebody who really likes Hamilton right now is just losing it. My sister Kathleen, hey, what's up? High five. Yeah, and I didn't know this, but uh, Hamilton watches, apparently a very expensive watch brand. Ooh. The, uh, the very first one that, populates here when you search Hamilton under shopping is a titanium men's watch pricing at uh, almost $1,400. What the fuck? Yeah, you could almost get two tickets to <laughs> Hamilton for that. <laughs> you could just be chilling in row F with mm-hmm. your Casio. <laughs> uh. All right, so next in Know Your Google Hamilton edition, uh, I have gone and I have Googled Hamilton under the books tab. Okay. Now I know you're a big fan of the Hamilton. That is something I want to purchase. Now what is what is the Hamilton for those who don't uh, know? it is it is it is Hamilton. The Revolution is the is the appropriate name, I I believe. Uh it's a book about the musical. It's got a full libretto 
with annotations. It's got cast pictures, and I really covet it and want to buy it, but I haven't done it yet. Yes, it's just something for you to own and just geek out. Uh, yes, about. it's exactly what it's for, and I really want to do that. Okay, but uh, when I Google Hamilton under the books tab, a number of books that are not related to Hamilton at all come up. There's a weird array of books that come up. Which one of the following is not one of the books that appear when I Google Hamilton under books? Okay. Is it Fast Girl, a book about a female sprinter? Okay. Is the her name s- Hamilton, maybe? Probably Fast so. Fast Girl Hamilton? Probably so. The Secret Race, a book of, uh, a book uh, exposing many of the Tour de France biking uh, secrets. Okay. Soul Surfer, a book about a shark attacks victim returning to surfing. I feel like all of these must have been written by somebody with the last name Hamilton and or are about somebody with the last name Hamilton who is not Alexander Hamilton, you know? Maybe so. And... Piano Rags, The Music of George Hamilton Green. Okay, that one makes sense. That one makes sense. Which one is not a thing, huh? Correct. Okay, let's see. We've got Girl Runs Fast. We've got Shark Bite, the book. We've got uh, The Music Man (laughs) with Hamilton something. Yes. Uh, And we've got, what was the last one? Oh, wait. uh, The Tour de France Exposé. Right. Okay. Hmm. None of these have to do with the Coast Guard, so I'm going to throw it out. <laughs> uh, no, wait. Shark Bite Novel might have to do with the Coast Guard. Hamilton founded the Coast Guard. Did you know that? Anyway. I, I did. Um. <laughs> you, have, you have told me a good number of times. Uh, I'm going to say Shark Bite. Shark Bite book. No, I'm sorry. That is a 100% real book that pops up and it was uh, called soul surfer it is called soul surfer <laughs> it, it was actually the only one of these books that i actually knew about before yeah yeah because i guess it's a book that's got like a lot of like christian overtones and it was a very popular <laughs> of, book there for a of while. course it does it's called soul surfer yeah and as i was laying there in the in the fucking gross salty water i saw my lord uh more australian actually uh, i saw hold on uh, Come on, nail that Australian accent right now. Uh, maybe I shouldn't try. Australian. That's a good Australian accent. What if I just said, like, that's not a knife repeatedly? That's not a knife. I'm Australian. <laughs> I was in the water and I saw my Lord Jesus and he came down and he said, Hey there, Australian, that's not a knife. <laughs> you should join the church. <laughs> That checks out to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry if you're Australian. I'm super duper duper sorry. <laughs> okay, well, last uh, but not least, certainly, in the Know Your Google Hamilton edition. Yes. Are you going to make me do any more weird accents? Uh, weird accents maybe. like Australian? Hey, if, if you decide to do so, that's totally <laughs> up to you. But last up, we have Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. The Skyler sisters. Anyway, thank you for setting me up for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but Work. yes, when I Google Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. Yes, you get a bunch of the, uh, the, the work silhouettes with them pointing their fingers up in the air. Yes. 
Exactly like that. Yes, I do get a lot of that. But I also get, under the images, I get uh, quite a few very, uh, I'll, I'll call them pieces of the Hamilton fandom when I okay, Google that. Yes, you get some fan art. Now, place the following pieces of fandom in order uh, from which one appears first to which one appears last. Okay. Uh, we have some custom pop bobbleheads <laughs> of the Schuyler sisters. Okay. Uh, we have the actresses who play the Schuyler sisters posed backstage as Rosie the Riveter. Okay. In a Rosie the Riveter pose. You That's know, pretty fun. Uh, grabbing the bicep, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the heads of the Schuyler sisters photoshopped onto Beyonce and the dancers from Single Ladies. <laughs> okay. And we have uh, a uh, a sort of picture of uh, the Schuyler sisters with the text, we would have been like the Kardashians of that time. Okay. Well, okay. Don't know how I feel about some of that. Uh, specifically the Kardashians one. <laughs> uh, it's it's a quote from uh, one of the actual one of the actresses. actresses. Yes. Okay. Well, if she says it, then I trust her to have a, be- a better understanding of the characters than me. I guess I see what she's saying in that they're popular. You know, they're like the 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 social the, the socialites. Girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So. Which one comes first? I'm in order. I'm arranging these. Yes, you're arranging them in order. Okay. And uh, if you want to start with four and move up, or one and move down, your choice. Number four. Mm-hmm. The Rosie the Riveter picture. Okay. Number three, the We Would Have Been Kardashians. Okay. Number two, the heads superimposed on Beyonce and the single ladies dancers. Okay. Number one, the bobbleheads. Wrong on all counts. Damnation! <laughs> Sorry, you have you have lost Ye- points on your Skylar sisters. I'm afraid I'm going to have to uh, just I'm going to have to burn you now. <laughs> that's that's a reference to the musical. Yes. See, I I could do that too. I've essentially made him listen to the whole thing in bits and pieces. Now he's heard the whole thing, but in chopped up bits and pieces. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Memento. I've <laughs> <laughs> you gotta assemble the story based off of the like tattoos. Yeah, I I've got a tattoo on my flank that just, just says says Hercules <laughs> Mulligan. <laughs> they had a spy on the inside. That's mm-hmm. right, Hercules Mulligan. Well, um, the order goes as such. Uh, the very first one that pops up is the heads photoshopped on the Beyonce uh-huh. uh, and, and crew. Uh, the second one is the actresses posed as Rosie the Riveter. Uh, the third one is the custom pop bobbles. And the fourth is the Kardashian quote. Well, I'm just... I know you always... You preface this game by saying that I know Google so well. But I think it's been proven time and time and again that I know shit. I don't know nothing. You've, you've Jon Snow. you're in a very bad relationship with google right you two should really take some time away maybe go down to sandals rekindle your (laughs) rekindle your love for each other i should just change my brow i should change my search engine god i couldn't think of yeah you should really start using lycos i was about to say dog pile so we were in the same vicinity of thinking well um that's gonna do it for know your google you got one out of five this week um And uh, may I don't know. Maybe next week. Maybe I will actually do a new game. We'll see. It 
if you don't, you don't. If you do, you do. It's all fine because it's just our little podcast. Yeah. Okay, but uh, I think we're going to go ahead and take a one last commercial break. And uh, I don't know, maybe this one will be a special commercial. I don't know. Good night, Mother. Good night, little Anton. Sleep well, my son of perdition. <laughs> Fucking life-ruining little shit. Oh, hey, moms, it's me again. I'm back to bring the power of Hail Satan wipes to your bottomless pit of a home and transform you into a leviathan of household efficiency. Hail Satan has a host of new uses that will tempt you to buy every package on the shelf. I tell you no lies today. Got an apple you just can't get rid of? Hail Satan! Will shift your form into a serpent of salesmanship. Is your bag of bricks too much of a burden? Hail Satan! Will give you the will to set it down or cudgel an orphan to death with it. Floors, they stay filthy, am I right? Hail Satan! We'll rend the earth, and from the chasm the demons will rise, smashing down the very gates of the pretender. Also, it'll really open up your home's floor plan. So the next time you're in an exotic bazaar whose air smells of the forbidden, reach for Hail Satan! All-purpose wipes. Hail Satan! A subsidiary of no one. Hi, welcome back from those very special commercials. Maybe they were really special this time. Yeah, maybe they were. Maybe they were as special as they usually are, which is pretty damn special if you ask me. <laughs> They're all precious little snowflake angels, right, Ran? That's right. Just they like are. our listeners. That's right. You're all my angels in my heart. Rand's heart angel warriors. RJ, what do you want to go out on this week? Um, well, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, go off book here. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and thank the listeners. Oh, you had me go in there for a minute. This is this is the episode calls RJ tries to be tricky, but fails, <laughs> but fails to totally telegraphs it every time. Nice. Nice. That's a um, good that's a good succinct title. <laughs> That'll look really good on the iTunes fucking feed. <laughs> It'll be like a uh, government mandated podcast episode twelve. RJ likes to look like he's gonna be clever and shit, but then he telegraphs it every time. <laughs> yeah, I gotta add a few uhs and commas <laughs> in there. But um, yeah, no, I do want to thank the listeners for uh, taking the time to download and listen. And uh, of course, if you subscribe and rate and review, that's that's even better. Uh, I want to give in a special shout out this week to at pun magnate on Twitter. Uh, he's been a, a good supporter of the podcast, retweeting the links. And uh, I think that guy's just a a, a a net source for good on Twitter in general. So thank shout you out very to much. Um, but Rand, what what did you want to go out on this week? Uh, this week, I want to go out on uh, giving you all of our contact information. Ha 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 ha. Uh, just for the podcast, though. You don't get to know my phone number. No. No addresses for you. Nope. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at GovmanPod. You can email the podcast at GovmanPod at gmail.com. 
And as of this morning, uh, I made a Facebook profile for the for the podcast. Uh, yeah, so, we're going to post uh, exclusively Minions memes on there, yes. so just be ready for that. Yeah. Uh, RJ, if you want to make and or curate those Minions memes, then we'll, then we'll talk about putting them up. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have to stick to, like, sassy fucking sayings. Okay, that sounds good, too. Like, uh... The sort of thing that you might put on a t-shirt? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... It's a Kreiner thing you wouldn't understand. It's a it's a GovMan pod thing you wouldn't understand. Okay, well, uh, and if that should fail to get a hold of them on uh, Facebook or Twitter, I'm on Twitter at Upscale Hobo. And I'm on Twitter at R-A-E underscore gun. And, and of course, I also wanted to add, uh, last but not least, thanks to everybody who uh, participated in our uh, Twitter polls about the commercial. Yeah, it's it was kind of fun to watch uh the how the headings change after a while. You know, you think you think one is going to win and then something else it's suddenly very popular. Suddenly everyone's very into Hail Satan wipes for a little while. <laughs> so listeners, as you go out into the world this week as you go to work, as you live with your family, as you Go to the grocery store and buy uh, illicit treats. As you listen you to Hamilton have. 500 times. Yes, I've, you listen to Hamilton again. As you cry all over the end of Hamilton again, I want you to remember Big Brother is watching. And he thinks you're boring. This reminds me of um, a person I used to know in high school talking about how in the second age or whatever, Balrogs were just no big deal. They'd be hanging out in the garden and you'd just shoo them out because people were much tougher back then. Oh, okay. That sounds like some real like, I used to walk uphill both ways. <laughs> I know, right? Shoes. About a fan About a fucking fantasy universe. Anyway. Yeah, the golden age was never today. Yeah. <laughs>